Welcome to the Unfair Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the OMFIF podcast. I'm Taylor Pierce, economist of OMFIF's Economic and Monetary Policy Institute. Here with me today is OMFIF Chief Economist Neil Williams. We'll be discussing the Bank of England's strategy review in the context of the upcoming MPC Monetary Policy Report on August 4th. In the face of persistently high inflation and a wound-up balance sheet from the Pandemic Asset Purchasing Program, or quantitative easing, the Bank of England is entering uncharted territory. On July 13th, Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey spoke at an OMFIF gathering discussing both short-term concerns for the bank as well as longer-term structural trends facing the UK economy. On inflation, which Bailey insisted is the bank's number one priority, he pointed to three key supply-side shocks, supply chain disruptions, the war in Ukraine, and the shrinkage of the domestic labor force in the UK. He also conveyed that when it comes to rate policy, the MPC is prepared to act forcefully if need be to get inflation under control hinting that there may be a rate hike higher than 25 basis points on the horizon. He also reiterated that quantitative tightening will remain gradual and predictable. So given all of these factors, welcome, Neil. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Taylor. I'd like to start by just asking, where do you see the UK economy right now? Well, I think there are two things. First of all, the good news is that the UK, just like the US and most other major economies, barring Japan, are back on their GDP paths in nominal terms, in cash terms, that they were on going into COVID. The difference is that between 2008, the financial crisis, and 2020, this recovery was driven more by activity output than anything else. But since last year, it's been driven primarily by inflation, which of course is a a two-sided sword. And it means that the Bank of England is making judgments against the backdrop of stagflationary forces. The second point there is that you know the, the world. This, this is not a world away from where the Bank of England's forecast from the Monetary Policy Committee was back in May, the last quarterly inflation report. Uh, and so, as a result, I'd be surprised if there were meaningful, significant changes in in how it sees the world since then. On GDP, it was expected to be subtrend, falling even in the fourth quarter of this year. So you could say that the bank was expecting the UK to put one foot in recession. Unemployment was expected to pip up a little to five and a half percent by year end, which um, in historical terms looks uh, still fairly manageable. But their cherished target, the uh, inflation rate, CPI, uh, was expected to be fairly stubborn. Back then they were expecting it to be a little over 10 percent. We know it's going to 11 percent plus as a result, partly of the lifting of the energy cap in October. And they were expecting in May for that inflation rate to peak out in the fourth quarter before then falling back rapidly, uh, sub-target 2023 to 2025. So not expecting significant changes to how they view the world uh, when they announced their uh, latest uh, decision on the 4th of August. But this forecast, of course, like the next one, was based on market expectation for, for interest rates at that time, which don't seem to have changed drastically. So what does all this mean for policy? Well, having raised interest rates one more time since that May forecast, they're still dealing with a money market that expects the bank to go higher. So in terms of credibility, if if nothing else, they would have to follow through if they want to obviously support the pound uh, and also meet and keep down, contain inflation expectations, which have been pushing back up. But from a macro perspective, what the bank clearly wants to do is to reclaim its cherished policy tool. Uh, the bank rate. And it was significant when Governor Bailey spoke at the OMFIF gathering that he stressed that uh, the MPC will, if necessary, act forcefully, no ifs, 
and no buts. But you know, the, the MPC is actually in a fairly strong position because it has two levers to push, albeit not in equal force. On the one hand, of course, it will continue to raise bank rate. We know that. But behind the scenes, it could also start to more aggressively run quantitative tightening. Now, thus far, of course, it's been running passive QT by no longer reinvesting selected maturity as a bonds. But the next step will be a move to a more aggressive, uh, active QT role by beginning to gradually sell the assets back. And that's one thing that is probably imminent, a program for that. What, why do it? Well, briefly, three main benefits of running the two levers together. One is it would allow the bank then to, in, in time, peak out at a lower than otherwise bank rate. Secondly, it would certainly give the impression that the bank is not falling behind the curve. And thirdly, by more aggressively running QT, it would surely begin to chip away at some of the downside of QE, which, have, in my view, has added to distortive asset prices, suppressed savings and strains on many pension funds. Right. Well, given that we have multiple tools in the monetary policy toolkit now, what should we be expecting from the MPC meeting coming up on the 4th of August? Well, I think it'll be the first uh, landmark meeting where we see the bank more visibly push harder on those two levers. Uh, when the governor did speak at that on 5th gathering, he did uh, focus a little away from the short term. But it seems to me that uh, the next steps to be taken on the 4th of August are two things. Firstly, an at least 25 basis points rate hike and a, uh, a roadmap, a plan for how to run active uh, quantitative tightening, possibly as soon as the, the, the following month in September. And these seem likely, in my view, to be announced on the 4th of August. It does seem to be an ideal opportunity to, to do more than 25 basis points this time. The bank is known for its caution, but with other central banks doing the same, if they do go by more, 50 basis points or even a little more, in line with the the US Fed and the Bank of Canada, for example, that would suggest to me that the rate trajectory is probably a little sharper and shorter than many uh, are expecting. But either way, the sixth rate hike since December would still leave real rates in negative territory, suggesting almost whatever they do in August, more rate hikes will gradually follow suit. With the governor expecting inflation to come down rapidly next year as well, and also not least because of the still the wrong sort of inflation in the system, largely cost rather than demand led, uh, it seems to me that bigger moves now suggest a shorter profile of rate hikes further out uh, and therefore a limit to the extent they might go. The main risk, of course, of, of this is the unintended consequence of a deep recession. But as the government was quite strident to, to stress, getting CPI now more visibly down to target is the biggest test of the system so far. Well, it seems like they have a lot to consider before the August 4th meeting. Thank you so much, Neil. And thank you as well to our listeners. For more analysis on the Bank of England and monetary policymaking, be sure to check out Neil's commentary piece, Bailey, System Faces Biggest Test which discusses how the Bank of England is about to pull on two levers, rate policy and QT, as well as the on-demand recording of Governor Bailey's presentation and Q&A, both on the OMFIF website. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the OMFIF podcast.